The following broadcast is brought to you by Sons of God International and Freedom Fellowship Church. Hello, and welcome to the prophetic voice of our time, where we focus on the voice of prophecy, which is the testimony of Jesus Christ. Our host, Christina Sasso, is a senior pastor at Freedom Fellowship Church. Let's hear what she has to say to the body of Christ. Hello, this is Mike Sasso with Freedom Fellowship Church and Sons of God International. God is on the move and he is in control. Whether you think he is or not, whether you agree with what's going on in the world or not, and much is happening that I got to say I don't agree with, but I do agree with the Lord and I do agree with his word and his word is going forth and will not return void, but accomplish that for which he sent it. So the message today, as we celebrate the founding of this nation, one nation under God, indivisible with liberty and justice for all, and that liberty and justice can only be administered if we walk in the light and life of the Lord Jesus Christ. Truth in justice comes from the throne of God, and God is in control. And if you don't know that, you look back just a few days ago and see what took place, and Roe v. Wade was overturned. We affirmed our constitutional right to defend ourselves, the Second Amendment. We affirmed also voter ID to secure our elections from fraud. And and another one that is really, really big is school choice. Had a big win a week or so ago, meaning that parents can now choose to send their children wherever they decide. And so the title of this message is God is on the move and God is in control, so get on the Lord's side. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you for the revelation of the Holy Spirit, Lord. I thank you for everyone that's hearing the sound of my voice today. And I pray specifically, Lord, that you would reach out, touch their hearts, touch their lives, and set them on the course, Lord. Ignite the fire of revival in their hearts, that they would fulfill the destiny and the call of God that you have placed upon them individually, that they would fulfill that call so that we corporately, the body of Christ, can fulfill the call and destiny that you have given us in the earth in Jesus' name to prepare the world for the Lord's return. Because let me tell you, friend, Jesus is not coming back until his enemies are made into his footstool. He is seated at the right hand of God. Psalm 110, it's in the book of Hebrews, it's in three of the four gospels. He is now seated at the right hand of God, waiting in eager expectation for his enemies to be made into his footstool. And that is a mission that has been given to the body of Christ. And the only way we're going to do that is in the love of God, and in the power of the Holy Spirit. We have to fulfill the Great Commission. In Matthew chapter 24, you know, it talked about what will be the sign of his coming and the sign of the end of the age. And he said wars and rumors of wars. There'll be famines in diverse places, but this is the beginning of sorrows. And I'm paraphrasing, but you get to the very end of that chapter and he seals what will be the sign of his return by saying the following, this gospel of the kingdom will be preached to every creature and then the end will come. So friend, we got a job to do. And uh, I don't know about you, but I'm going to be busy about the father's business. I'm going to be instant in season and out of season. I'm going to love the unlovable. I'm going to speak the word of God in love and in power. 
as the Holy Spirit leads. And God is going to have his way in Jesus' name. Amen. So it's amazing. Uh, one of the scriptures the Lord had me to start with is in the book of Daniel. And I was meditating on the word, and he brought me to the book of Daniel, chapter 4. That chapter is a chapter written in the pen of Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon. Nebuchadnezzar, who was a heathen king, by the way, when God raised him up to go into Jerusalem and to literally bring slavery upon his people, God's people, the children of Israel, because they had rebelled against God. They were not walking in the ways of their fathers. And they were warned through the prophets, but they did not heed the warning. So God sent Nebuchadnezzar in and destroyed Jerusalem and carried many off into captivity. And Daniel was one of those who went into captivity. And Daniel, who purposed in his heart not to defile himself nor the three Hebrew children, they decided we're going to honor God, even though we're going through a rough time here, we're going to honor God. And by their honoring God, the Lord used them to bring salvation to Nebuchadnezzar and to that entire kingdom, believe it or not. And candidly, where we are today in our nation, we have a government that has gone against God. The White House and, of course, the Congress, and not all, but many, and in the Senate, many as well. And sadly, though, the body of Christ has their focus primarily on men's leadership, the leadership of men, rather than on the mission that God has given us. The Bible says very clearly that we are to stand in the gap as intercessors and that we are to be seated with Jesus high above all principalities and powers over all that works in the world. And we are to sit with him and to stand in the gap. Uh, it is the will of God that all men be saved, come to the knowledge of the truth. It's not the will of God that anybody go to hell, that anybody perish. Jesus came to seek and save the lost. That must be our mission. That must be our focus. So uh, get on God's side. God's side is that all men be saved. God's side is that none would perish, but all would come to the knowledge of the truth. If you have ill in your heart toward leadership, which I don't agree with, candidly, many that are in leadership, I stand against their principles. I stand against what they uh, are trying to do to our nation. But I have to pray for them. And I have to pray for the Holy Spirit to illuminate their understanding, to convict them of their sin. No man can get saved but by the Holy Spirit's leading. Jesus said, no man will come to me unless the Spirit will draw them. The Father would send them. So you need to intercede for those that are lost. They don't know that they're being used by the devil. They call evil good and good evil. Their mind has been corrupted by the ways of the world and by the devil's schemes. That's where our war is. That's where the battle is. And if you want to get on God's side, you need to realize that and begin to intercede for the lost, regardless of where they stand. And the story of Nebuchadnezzar is a wonderful story that tells how three Hebrew children and Daniel stood against the wickedness and actually interceded on behalf of God for the nations and for even the king. And by their witness, the king was saved and the God of heaven was decreed the ruler over all nation by King Nebuchadnezzar. The Lord brought me to Daniel chapter 4 and let's go there. And in verse 1, and this, by the way, is being written in the pen of Nebuchadnezzar. 
And he says, Nebuchadnezzar the king unto all people, nations, and languages that dwell in the earth. Peace be multiplied unto you. I thought it good to show you the signs and wonders that the high God, that's God Almighty, hath wrought toward me, he says. How great are these signs? How mighty are his wonders? His kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and his dominion is from generation to generation. Could you imagine if Joe Biden got up and made such a speech? Could you imagine if Nancy Pelosi got up and said such a thing? Well, there's got to be some people interceding for her to get saved, and for him to get saved just like Nebuchadnezzar did. But let me keep reading. How great are the signs and how mighty are his wonders. His kingdom is an everlasting kingdom and his dominion is from generation to generation. And now he gives the account of what happened. He had an encounter with God. I, Nebuchadnezzar, was at rest in my house and flourishing in my palace. He was the king. I saw a dream which made me afraid and the thoughts of my head upon my bed and the vision of my head, they troubled me. Therefore, I made a decree to bring in all the wise men of Babylon before me, that they might make known unto me the interpretation of this dream. Then came the magicians, the astrologers, the Chaldeans, and the soothsayers, and I told the dream before them, but they did not make known unto me the interpretation. They didn't know what it meant. But at last, Daniel came in before me, whose name was Belteshazzar, according to the name of my God. So he's a pagan. (laughs) He named Daniel after one of his pagan gods. And Daniel's still standing in the gap, even though he's carrying a pagan name by the king. And he witnesses of the power of God. And Nebuchadnezzar gets saved, praise God. So here we go. So in, in came Belteshazzar, according to the name of my God, and in whom is the spirit of the holy gods. He knew God was on him. And I told him the dream. O Belshazzar, Belteshazzar, master of the magicians, because I know that the spirit of the holy gods is in thee, and no secret troubles thee, tell me the visions of my dream that I have before the interpretation. And so now he gives him the dream, and thus were the visions of my head. He says, I saw a tree in the midst of the earth, and the height thereof was great. And the tree grew and was strong, and the height thereof reached into heaven, and the sights thereof to the end of the earth. And the leaves thereof were fair, and the fruit thereof was much And there was food for all and beasts of the field shadowed under its leaves and the birds of heaven dwelt in the branches and all flesh was fed by this tree. And then I saw in the vision of my head and behold a watcher or an angel or a heavenly being came down from heaven. And he cried aloud and said, cut down this tree and cut off his branches, shake off his leaves and scatter his fruit and let the beasts get away from under it and the fowls from his branches. Nevertheless, leave the stump of this roots in the earth, even with a band of iron and brass in the tender grass of the field, and let it be wet with the dew of heaven, and let its portion be with the beasts of the grass of the earth. And let his heart be changed from a man's, and let a beast's heart be given unto him, and let seven times or seven years pass over him. And the matter by the decree of the watchers and the demand by the word of the holy ones to the intent that the living may know that the most high rules in the kingdom of men and he gives it to whomever he will and he sets up his ways over the most base of men. I want to read that in another translation, verse 17. And in the NIV that says, this decision is announced by the messengers of the Holy One, declares the verdict, so that the living may know that the Most High God is sovereign over the kingdoms of men and gives them into the hands of anyone he wishes and sets over them even the lowliest of men. Now, you may not have voted for Joe Biden, but nonetheless, he's sitting in the White House. 
And so our prayer needs to be, Lord, deliver us from evil, and God, make a way for him to come to know you. And make a way, Lord, for him to be saved, because it's not your will for him to perish, but it's your will that he gets saved. I live in Texas, and if you think it's hot in Texas, <laughs> my gosh, you don't want to go to hell. It's really hot. And uh, so, so, but let's keep back in Nebuchadnezzar's dream. So verse 18, he says, this dream that I, Nebuchadnezzar, had, please, Belteshazzar, give me the interpretation, for I know that you are wise and can do it. So Daniel spent some time, and it says in verse 19, he sat for an hour and was astonished at what he heard and pondered the dream, and the Holy Spirit gave him the interpretation. And at the end of verse 19, what he said is amazing. Because remember, Daniel was in captivity. And Daniel was an Israelite, a Jew. And he was in the service of a heathen king. And yet he stood for the benefit of that king. He wanted that king to be saved. He wanted that king to prosper. So when you look at verse 19... Then Daniel, Belteshazzar, was astonished for an hour, and his thoughts troubled him. And the king spoke, and Belshazzar, do not let the dream or the interpretation trouble you. And Belshazzar answered and said, My lord, may this dream be to those that hate you, in other words, to your enemy, and let the interpretation thereof be for your enemies and not for you. Because Daniel realized that this dream was going to cut Nebuchadnezzar off from the throne and cast him into literal insanity, where he lost his mind and ate grass like a cow for seven years. And this happened to Nebuchadnezzar. And then he interpreted the dream and said that the tree that you saw that was strong was your kingdom. Its leaves were fair, and this is your kingdom. But if you go down to verse 23, it says, But the watcher, that's the holy one coming down from heaven, said to cut that tree down. That means cut his kingdom down. Let me tell you, friend, every kingdom that is against the kingdom of God will be cut down. God raises up whom he will and brings down who he will. And he's looking for a people whose God is the Lord, who will honor him and honor his ways of doing things, that will give the honor where honor is due, and that is to Jesus Christ, the King of kings, and will not defile themselves, but will stand in the gap as Jesus is even now standing in the gap seated at the right hand of God, making intercession for us, making intercession for you and for me, that all men be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth, that the enemies of God would be put under the feet of the body of Christ through the love of God and the power of the Holy Spirit, that the knowledge of the glory of the Lord would cover the earth like the waters cover the sea, as it says in the book of Habakkuk chapter 2, and that this gospel of the kingdom would be preached to every creature, and then the end would come. But you cannot preach the gospel to someone you do not have love in your heart for, someone that are not moved with compassion for, that you don't pity them for their own uh, failings, for the sin that's in their lives, that you don't realize that they're being held captive by the devil to do the devil's will and don't even know it. Friend, we've got to get on the Lord's side. So again, the title of this message is God is in control. And he will have his way. But it's for us, get on the Lord's side. Get up with him high above all principalities and powers and begin to intercede. Stand in the gap on behalf of the nations. Many years ago, I was sitting in the seat of a scoffer. That's what the Lord told me. I was talking to my television set regarding what was going on in our nation. Uh, things that were happening in D.C. and around our country. And the Lord, Holy Spirit, arrested me and said, Mike, you're part of the problem. 
I said, Lord, what do you mean? I'm part of the problem. And he said to me, he said, Mike, I did not call you to sit in the seat of the scoffer or the scorner. That's uh, for reference sake. If you want to look it up is uh, Psalms chapter one, verse one and two. The wicked, by the way, sit in the seat of the scoffer or the scorner. That's where the evil man sits. That's not our place. He said, I didn't call you to sit in the seat of the scoffer or the scorner. I called you to sit in the seat of the intercessor with me, high above all principalities and powers. That's where Jesus is. He's on the throne at the right hand of God, making intercession for you and for me. And he wants us to get up there with him and begin to intercede on behalf of the nations, to pray. Pray for those that are lost. Pray for those that don't know God. You can't win a single soul to Christ on your own. It's a work of the Holy Spirit. And that work of the Holy Spirit will only take place when you get out of yourself and you get into Him and you allow the Holy Spirit to work through you and speak through you and love through you and touch through you. Then you're going to see some change. And you're going to know, hey, I didn't do that. It was the power of the Holy Ghost in me and through me that did that. It was not my way. Jesus said, I only do what I hear my Father tell me. I only go where He tells me to go, and I only say what He tells me to say. So getting back to this dream now, and I'm encouraging you, we need every member of the body of Christ to get this, okay? Because the reason our government has gone rogue is that we have gone rogue. The body of Christ has gone on their own. We're trying to do our own thing. We're trying to set up our own government. We're not yielded to the government of God, to the leading of the Holy Spirit. You know, Jesus said in Matthew chapter 7, towards the end of that chapter, verse 21, that many will come to me in that day and they'll say, well, Lord, you know, didn't we do this all in your name? You know, lay hands on the sick, baptize. And he said, I didn't know you. I didn't send you. Depart from me, you that work iniquity. You see, we've got to humble ourselves before the Lord. If my people called by my name will humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways, then the Lord said, then I will hear from heaven and then I, God, who's in control, will heal their land. Our founders knew that. And we're celebrating this 4th of July weekend that this nation whose God is the Lord Jesus Christ, we're going back to our foundation, which is Christ. We're going back to the founding principles that made this nation great. The only thing that made this nation great was the very founding principles that the people honored God. God said, if you'll honor me, if you'll put me first, if you'll do things my way, he said, then I will cause your nation to rise above every other nation. I will cause your name to be lifted up above every other name. That's the only thing that's going to make this country great. That's going to get us through poverty. It's going to get us through any kind of calamity is our faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. We're going back to our foundation, friends. I can't change you. You can't change me. You can't change your neighbor. But by the prayer and power of the Holy Spirit, we can see transformation in our nation. And we can see again these truths to be self-evident, which were self-evident 246 years ago when the Declaration of Independence was decreed. They were common truths that all the colonialists had and shared. And those common truths were that all men are created equal and that we had been endowed by our Creator with unalienable rights. And among them, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. They had faith in God. Now, there were some that didn't, but the majority, the vast majority, and by the way, the vast majority of the United States people still have faith in God. They're a little bit mixed up on what that means, but it's going to be the power of the Holy Ghost that's going to make it clear, okay? And it's going to be your prayer and my prayer and us coming together in love and in unity and in truth, the truth of God's Word, that's going to bring it to pass. So uh, I want to encourage you, but let's go back to finish up this reading in Nebuchadnezzar. And, and he said in verse 24... 
He says, this is the interpretation of this dream, O king. And this is the decree that the Most High has issued against you, my lord, the king. You will be driven away from people and will live with the wild animals. You will eat grass like cattle and be drenched with the dew of heaven. Seven times or seven years will pass by for you until you acknowledge, until you acknowledge, you, Nebuchadnezzar, (laughs) you, Joe Biden, you, people of the United States, acknowledge that the Most High is sovereign over the kingdoms of men, and he gives them over to whoever he wishes. You see, God governs over the affairs of men. Our founders knew this, and our founders knew that blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. Jesus Christ, see. We've got to make him not Lord just in word, but Lord in spirit and in truth, in our deeds, in our actions, in the heart, in what we believe. And then we'll see the greatest move you've ever seen in this country. And it's coming, friend. It's coming now, and it's coming fast, praise God. So get on the Lord's side. You don't want to be swept away with what's about to come here, because correction is coming, and direction is coming. And we're getting back to our foundation as a people, praise God. We're getting back to what God has called us to, and that is to be a people whose God is the Lord Jesus Christ. And down to verse 26, I want to read. So the command was to leave the stump of the tree with its roots, meaning that your kingdom will be restored to you when... You acknowledge that heaven rules, God rules. Therefore, O king, be pleased to accept my advice. Renounce your sins, repent by doing what is right, and your wickedness by being kind to the oppressed. Do what's right, be kind, and it may be that your prosperity will continue. And all this happened. So Daniel gave him a warning, said, hey, if you repent, maybe this won't come to pass. See, God wants all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. But it did take for Nebuchadnezzar to lose his mind. And for seven years... He ate grass like a cow. It says in verse 29, you can read onward, but but he said he was looking at the great glory of his kingdom. And verse 31, it says, while the words were still on his lips when he was acknowledging him, he heard a voice from heaven. This is the decree to you, O king. Your royal authority has been taken from you. You'll be driven away from people, live like cattle, etc., etc., until you acknowledge that the Most High is sovereign over the kingdoms of men, and he gives it to anyone he wishes. That's the NIV translation. So immediately what had been said about Nebuchadnezzar was fulfilled, and he was driven away from people and ate grass like cattle glory, and his body was drenched with the dew of heaven until his gray hair grew like the feathers of an eagle and his nails grew like the claws of a bird. And at the end of that time, after seven years, I, Nebuchadnezzar, raised my eyes towards heaven, and my sanity was restored. Glory to God, he got, his, he got his sanity and realized the next verse. Then I praised the Most High. I honored and glorified him who lives forever. His dominion is an everlasting dominion, and his kingdom endures from generation to generation. And all the peoples of the earth are regarded as nothing. He does as he pleases with the powers of heaven and the peoples of the earth. No one can hold back his hand nor say to him, What have you done? At that time, my sanity was restored and my honor and splendor were returned to me for the glory of my kingdom. My advisors and nobles sought me out and I was restored to my throne and became even greater than I had been before. And now I, Nebuchadnezzar, praise and exalt and glorify the King of heaven, the Lord of glory. And I'm here to say the Lord Jesus Christ, because everything he does is right and all of his ways are just and those who walk In pride, he is able to humble. Praise God. 
So the knowledge of the glory of the Lord will truly cover the earth like the waters cover the sea. God is in control, friend. And we're about to see the greatest move this nation has ever seen. We're about to see justice restored. We're about to see things turn toward right again, praise God, because God's people have heard the decree and they're beginning to humble themselves and seek the face of God and cry out for their own depravity, realizing that they themselves, we ourselves, need God and we need God every single day. We need His direction. We need His correction. We need His leadership And we need not to in any way be high-minded, but to yield to the leading of the Holy Spirit for Him to have His way in this nation. And Father, I thank You for touching every life, touching every one in the sound of my voice, that we would be busy about the Father's business, that we would preach this gospel to the ends of the earth, that all men would be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth, Lord, and that then you, Jesus, who currently are seated at the right hand of God, when your enemies are made into your footstool, you will put your feet on that Mount of Olives and you'll come back. Hallelujah. Praise God. You'll come back and we will be caught up with you, Lord, for the glory, the knowledge of the glory of the Lord to cover the earth like the waters cover the sea. God bless you. Thank you for tuning in. And bye-bye. We'll talk to you again real soon. Thanks for tuning in. You've been listening to the prophetic voice of our time. We really hope you were blessed by today's episode. And if you were, we want to hear from you. You can call us at 210-695-1630. Or you can email us at sogmi at outlook.com. That's S-O-G-M-I at outlook.com. And we really encourage you to visit our website, sogmi.org. That is S-O-G-M-I.org. That's where you can listen to previous episodes of this podcast and even support this podcast. We're supported by listeners just like you. So if you want to support this ministry, you can go to SOGMI.org and hit the donate button. You can also send a check to P.O. Box 1579, Lotus, Texas, 78023. Again, that is P.O. Box 1579, Lotus, Texas, 78023.